because it's getting ready to be on. Welcome, gangsters. I have no explanation for what happened. I cried like a little girl. <laughs> Barry Bonds never took steroids. Don't ruin it by being an idiot. It's a faith-based sports radio program. I'm not certain that that format is ever going to work. I love you guys. love the program. You're already famous in Rochester, but watch out, world. Everyone's obviously trying to figure out what happened. I think that's the main thing. We would be honored if you would join us. Good morning. Welcome to Benson and Those Guys. Our show is brought to you by Town & Country Pest Solutions. You can follow us on Twitter at BTG Program, or you can visit our website, btgprogram.com. I'm here with the Moron Twins, those guys. We're not even twins. <laughs> Another week of sports has gone by. The NFL draft has come and gone. And if that wasn't the most anticlimactic, uh, you know, I, I'm expecting trades. I'm ex- I guess it... For you guys, your Buffalo Bills fans, you had no pick, so no. you know, kind, kind of boring. I'm a Giants fan. Uh, they take an outside linebacker, or uh, I guess so. No, they took an offensive tackle. But those are always exciting picks, right? That's my point. They're not, not you know, not really a lot of excitement. But the NFL really had there was everything went according to plan. You have I don't know what six, eight, nine months of mock drafts, maybe a year of mock drafts. So it's really by the time the draft comes along, unless there's some trades, there's really nothing exciting. The only thing that was kind of humorous to me, when the Rams selected Todd Gurley from Georgia. <laughs> what do they need him for? Well, their running back, Zach Stacy tweets, yikes, and his agent is going to be requesting a trade. Oh. Now, that's just throwing up the white flag, isn't it? Now, get this. All right, He he rushed for 293 yards last season. <laughs> I don't think the Rams were counting big on him anyway, especially if they went out and got Todd Gurley. But what did you think? Well, I'm going to compete for this job. I'm going to try and get this job. He just, yikes, I want out of here. Where are you going to take your 293 <laughs> rushing yards? Who is, who's looking for you? Well, he got passed up on the depth chart by two rookies last year, didn't he? That's so my point. He's, I think he's used to that by now. Yeah, Trey Mason, who was a rookie, rushed for 765 yards last year. I mean, I realize they haven't had – I mean, they've still been trying to find somebody to replace Steven Jackson, and they haven't found that. I think Todd Gurley will be a good choice for them, but I was just kind of struck by yikes. That was his t- tweet, yikes. I I quit. I, I can't do it. Uh, get me out of here. 290-some yards is not what teams are lining up for, so good luck finding another job. Hey, you guys see, uh, you know those flags? You're in the arena, people running around with these big, huge, oversized flags that yeah. go like three sections of the stadium. <laughs> Those are ridiculous. They look heavy. What? A Detroit Red Wings fan knew just what to do when a lightning, one of those lightning flags went by. <laughs> this was in Game 7, which was in Tampa. She ignited the thing with her lighter. <laughs> She's <laughs> not where I 35, that was going. Yeah, 35-year-old <laughs> woman, the, the flag goes by, she sets it on fire. Leave it up she to a ca- Detroit fan to do According this. to police, she caused a small burn to the flag as it passed over roughly 200 people. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> now, I listen, I kind of laugh at her. You can't go into a stadium and set things on fire. <laughs> That's usually not well received. But 
admire her team spirit, you know. <laughs> I'm going to set it on fire. I'm not at all surprised that this is a Detroit fan that did this either. No, no, that, you're right. That doesn't, <laughs> that fits. Yeah, it, it just works with this whole story. But what goes through your mind when you're thinking, the next time that thing goes by, <laughs> I've never thought of set it on fire. You know, I don't like this, so what am I going to do to it? I'm going to set it on fire. Game That's seven. never crossed my mind. I don't know how many people were there. I'm assuming there was a pretty decent crowd for a game, game seven. seven yeah. You know, the, the lightning do pretty well. The flag goes by, and you think, I'm just going to set it on fire. <laughs> that is pretty awesome. Plaxico Burris was indicted on failure to pay income tax. Now, before you get too down on Plaxico, it was $47,000, and he's been indicted in New Jersey because the electronic transfer failed to go through. And in the state of New Jersey, they they consider a, a, a failed electronic transfer the same way they would writing a bad check. Now, Whose responsibility is that? Is that is their it, system that you're paying the taxes through? Is it the bank? I, I don't think it's his fault there. It doesn't seem it to me. I guess there is some responsibility to make sure your bill is paid. But because it's Plaxico Burris, everybody's going to be like, yeah, see, he doesn't even pay his taxes. And I, I, I'm kind of on his side with this. Yeah, I mean, because of his past through this coming up, he kind of shot himself in the foot. Yeah, I, I think so. See what I did there? He didn't really shoot himself in the foot earlier, but... Oh, ah, funny guy. There you go. Well done, you. <laughs> yeah, that went right over my head like <laughs> I didn't even notice. It's not funny if I have to explain it. Big event later today and also tonight. Of course, tonight is the Mayweather-Pacquiao fight, and as this draws closer... Very excited. I get more and more excited. I thought, you know, a couple of weeks ago we talked about this, and I was thinking, you know, a few years ago I would have been into this, but as this gets closer, I'm like, I'm really drawn in. I'm not drawn in enough to pay. It's already going to set all kinds of records for pay-per-view. But I'm drawn into this. I I'm, I'm going to watch it. This is good for boxing. When is the last time boxing was relevant? Rocky IV. <laughs> <laughs> right, though. Boxing, just MMA has completely oh, surpassed yeah. boxing. Th this is I really feel like this is our generation's like Ali Frazier or something like that. Like this is this is this is a big deal. I'm very deal. excited. Yeah, I'm very excited too. But also Saturday later this afternoon is the Kentucky Derby. Don't okay. care. Right? It seems to me this used to be an event that people knew were coming and I'm sure there are still a handful of people that knew it was coming, but I was totally surprised to find out that it's today. It's coming up. Now, I don't know. Do you have a horse? Are you interested in Don't even know a single name. Hey, is Ocho. Wicked Strong still in it? <laughs> no. Ocho, yeah. Ocho, Ocho at 50 to 1 is... You know what? I kind of like that name. I'm going with that. Well, exactly right. Ocho, Ocho, Ocho. Got, got Carpe Diem at 8 to 1. Lame. I, yeah, I think... I think or some I, other names. You, we probably do what... Every the majority of people do. We just look for a name that's cool. So we right. have no idea about the horse, the jockey, or yeah. anything else. We're just not upper crust enough to do that. Last year, I picked Wicked Strong and went with a Boston accent, assuming it was from Boston. And I was completely wrong on that. If that jockey whose pants fell down the other day is racing, I'll I'll pick him. Yeah, what horse does he ride? I don't think he's in this one. Yeah, but I what, still can't. What are some other names? That. I like Ocho 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 so far. Frosted. That would be. Eh. That would be a natural for me at fifteen to one. Frosted, because you frosted know one your of, fanny. One of my favorite sayings of all times. <laughs> frosted war story at fifty to one. Mister Z, 
at 50 to 1. I got to take Mr. Z. What's the Z stand for? Anybody know? Zach. <laughs> Mr. Z. Okay. Obviously. All right. Zach wants Mr. Z. I'm sticking with Ocho, Ocho, Ocho. Coming up later on today's program, we're going to talk with Mitchell and Spencer Traver. Mitchell pitches at TCU and quite a story. He was a He's a top prospect in baseball. Quite a story of coming over, uh, overcoming, I should say, coming over. Whatever. You're listening to Benson and Those Guys. Our show's brought to you by Town & Country. Title sponsor of Benson and Those Guys is Town & Country Pest Solutions. Spring is finally here. The grass is actually visible. And pretty soon, those pesky critters are going to be coming out. Whether it's ants, bees, mice, or even raccoons in your attic, Town & Country Pest Solutions have a solution. They have been in business for over 25 years, and their team of knowledgeable professionals guarantee their work. Call Town & Country today at 585-426-5024. That's 585-426-5024. Or visit them online at townandcountrysolutions.com. Town & Country Pest Solutions. They fear nothing but God. GNT Youth Soccer is registering for both its 14U Boys and Girls Leagues as well as its Happy Five Division for boys and girls ages 11 and under. Games are played Saturday mornings between August 15th and continuing through October 3rd. Space is limited in this very popular program, so don't delay. Registration opens May 17th at gntsoccer.com. All games are played at the beautiful GNT Sports Park in Hilton. Serving their community for 24 years, the soccer programs offered through GNT Athletics teach soccer in a fun, family-centered environment that is sure to provide your family with many fond memories. For more information or to register, visit gntsoccer.com. Welcome back to the show. Back to the nose, guys. At BTG program. You know, I mentioned later today is the Kentucky Derby. I, I mentioned tonight is the Mayweather-Pacquiao fight. What I didn't mention, it's also Game 7 of the Clippers-Spurs. That's an exciting game. I, I've been enjoying this series That's immensely. Exactly right. Now, I wonder your opinion on this, uh, being a basketball fan, Darren. The If the Spurs lose, is that... Given the age of the players, is that the end of the dynasty? I think it is. I, I've been wanting to deny that for a while now, but what are they, the the six seed this year or whatever they are? Yeah, I get the sense that it's th- coming to an a, end. there's a lot on the line for the Spurs here. Mm-hmm. Now, I think they're good enough that if they win, they could go. They can go right on. That's, oh, yeah. that's still a very good team, but you sort of get the sense that if they drop this game, Everything sort of changes in San Antonio. Yeah, the San the Antonio doesn't power. lose in the first round. This is not something they do. And, and the playoff series, I have been excited. The Nets, given the Hawks, the number one seed Hawks. The Hawks kind of backed into the playoffs, though, man. They've been struggling lately. They, they didn't play their best down the stretch. But even so, they're the number one seed going in. You, you wouldn't think, think that the Nets would better, yeah. give them all that much trouble. The other sort of... We're all blowouts. The Cavs whooping up on the Celtics. Of course, the mighty New York Knicks not even making it. Still painting me. Painting me was so bad. Can I tell you, in all of sports, there's not a team that I dislike more than the Philadelphia Flyers. I I mean, as a Yankee fan, I I dislike the Flyers more than I dislike the Boston Red Sox. Wow, that's a strong statement. But the Washington Capitals come pretty close. 
Why does I everyone went, hate them? I I just can't. I, I don't like them. And after the Islanders had such a great year, and it just seemed like a magical story. I, all right, I get it. I'm, a, I, I'm an Islanders fan. It seemed like such a magical story, Nassau Coliseum. I'm looking forward to the Islanders-Rangers. That was just going to be so much fun. Islanders-Rangers was going to be so much fun. <laughs> and we're not getting that because... Of the Capitals. Is this why your your response, your text response to me was so angry when yeah, I said I hated go Capitals? You. <laughs> you're, you're like, the game wasn't even 30 seconds over. And you're <laughs> texting me something about go Capitals. I hated you. How many times did I call you just a giant turd in a matter of... You, <laughs> you were angry. I was bitter. What I didn't you, even watch the game. I just got a notification. You don't do that, though, bro. <laughs> you don't... You have to ha- you got to give room. You're a sports fan. You know that. You got to give a little room. No. When your Yankees go down, you give somebody yeah, a little room to recover. Period. I saw a chance to exactly scroll you right. and I took it. No, you, that's wrong. <laughs> that you get a 2-minute penalty, you get 15 <laughs> yards. It's just actually you get a 5-minute on that. It it's wrong. When listen, I laughed, I don't care. Remember a couple years ago the Yankees went into Boston and they just what I think it was a 5-game series. They just it just took it to them, and it yeah. changed the whole race. Mm-hmm. I didn't get on any of my Red Sox fans. Oh, you should have. No, you got to wait a day. <laughs> no. You got to give some time for that. Listen, the Yankees just took two out of three from the Mets. That was enjoyable, and I know a lot of Met fans, and I know they were talking a lot of smack going into that series, and I just let that breathe for a day. <laughs> like, let, let them recover, and you are... The Islanders lost, and it, I'm telling you, your your text to me wasn't even 30 <laughs> seconds after the game. I'm a big Capitals fan. And I hated you, <laughs> and I think I still hate you, because you're not even a hockey guy, and you're like, go Capitals. You're a moron. Are the Ducks still in it, by the way? I don't I don't want to talk to you anymore about hockey. <laughs> I think when, when somebody's team loses, you have to give them a little time so they don't stab you. I think it all depends on the morning period. I think it all depends on how much you like the person. I don't like you. <laughs> yeah, I, don't like, I don't like you, so I told you right away. Joining us now on the BTG studio line are two brothers, Spencer and Mitchell Traver. Mitchell currently pitches for Texas Christian University and is also a highly regarded Major League Baseball prospect. Their tagline on Twitter describes them best. They love Jesus, writing, and baseball. Guys, welcome to the program, and thanks for coming on with us. Hey, it's great to be here. Absolutely. Thank you. You guys have a website called Sons of Thunder, found at TraverBrothers.com. Can you tell us a little bit about the site and perhaps what the significance is behind the name Sons of Thunder? Yeah, so uh, James and John, right, were the, were the Sons of Thunder um, in Scripture, and, and that's a name that has been familiar to our family. Uh, we've just talked about it a lot. We just, I mean, it's a cool name. So uh, me and Spencer are uh, we're brothers, but we're also best friends. We're very close, and so uh, we both... Uh, found out that we not only enjoyed writing, but um, we're, we're pretty good at it, uh, especially Spence. We uh, we decided to team up. I know we started uh, doing our own blogs um, on our own individually, and then after a period of time, we kind of looked at each other and, and realized, wow, this is kind of dumb. Why don't, we, why don't we team up and do this together? Because we write about similar stuff. Um, and it just kind of made sense. The name just kind of came to us after we prayed about it. I've read through some of the devotionals and the, and the materials you've written in there, and I really I enjoy them. They're also faith based and and just uh, really short and yet challenging. I, I've enjoyed them. Thank you. Yeah, we appreciate that. Now, Spencer, do I understand correctly that you are you're working on a book? Will Will that book have a sports theme to it? And when are you hoping it'll be released? Um, I am working on a book um, about 
11 chapters in right now out of 21. Um, the way I've kept it is I'm trying to keep the chapters short to, to keep the reader's attention. I know for me, when, when I read uh, books, I like the chapters short. Um, I'm trying to model, actually, Love Does by Bob Goff, the, the writing style that he has. Um, how simplistic it is, but in terms of of um, an athlete or a sports kind of base theme, um, I do talk about stories within sports, Mitchell being one of them, um, his testimony through baseball, how that's evolved, but um, it's really for, for all aspects of life. Um, it's for all ages. I'm specifically writing it, I guess, in a voice um, towards an audience of our generation specifically, but um, no, I'm really excited about that, and I'm hoping... I'm in talk with editors right now, but I'm hoping to have the writing done this summer and hopefully published before the end of the year. Now, Mitchell, you're the baseball player. You're currently pitching for TCU. How's the season going so far? The season's going awesome, man. I mean, you know, baseball, especially, you know, the collegiate level, it's a long season. So, um, you know, if you include playoffs and stuff, we're, we're just a little over halfway done. Uh, we're, but we're 30-8 and eight on the season. Um, we're we're top, I think, top seven in every one of the rankings, um, which is great. But the, the ranking at the end of the year is what matters most. But the season's been super blessed. Uh, the guys are working hard and we're playing well together. And I think the crazy part is I don't think any of us think we're playing our best baseball yet. Uh, so we look forward to what's ahead. 30-8, and eight, you're not playing your best baseball yet. I think most teams would take that. But sounds like you guys want to step up your game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. There's, there's a bunch of little things that we want to do better, so. Now, you were the number 52 prospect in the 2012 draft right out of high school. You are drafted by the Houston Astros. Growing up outside Houston, that must have been pretty cool for you. Are you an Astros fan? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, you know, it's funny because I say that, you know, Minute Maid Park was, was almost my second home. I, I've been to over, well over 100 games um, at that park. I, you know, I was there even when it was at North Field. And, uh, you know, it's awesome. I, I love the Astros. I still do. Um, you know, still watching and stuff and uh, getting that opportunity, even though, you know, it was late, it was more of a, hey, just to let you know we're, we're watching you pick um, just because of how everything came down. But it was cool, man. I mean, that's the team I grew up watching, so to hear my name called, um, you know, get that call from them, that was pretty cool. Now you had to deal with some injuries and stuff. Can you share the circumstances surrounding how you ended up at TCU and not in a major league camp? Yeah, sure. I mean, so going into the, my spring season of my senior year, um, you know, I mean, obviously, you know, I had a shot uh, to go pretty early. And, uh, you know, a lot of people seem to think so, like, you know, perfect game, Baseball America. And, you know, I met with 27 of the 30 teams uh, in home uh, before the season started. So uh, that was a legitimate interest. And, uh, you know, as the season went on, I mean, I didn't do as well as I'd like. Some stuff started happening injury-wise. Like, I, you know, I had numbness in my fingers and couldn't really feel the ball. And, um, you know, so my command wasn't very good. And uh, the velocity was up and down and, you know, just starting to have some issues and didn't really know why. Didn't really tell anybody. Just tried to pitch through it because, you know, you only get about three months in high school, you know, to make that stand. And, um, you know, I was still getting looked at for uh, second, third round uh, by a couple teams. But, uh, you know, I think three days before the draft, we sent out a letter to Major League Baseball letting them know I was diagnosed with thoracic outlet syndrome, which is where the nerves up by your collarbone um, over in the area of the neck in the thoracic outlet, um, they they get crushed when you load your arm, kind of compressed. 
And that's why I was having the numbness and the tingling and had trouble feeling in my fingers was because the nerves um, couldn't circulate uh, down to my fingers. So we got that all handled. It, it really was pretty easy. Uh, surgery is eight weeks of rehab, and I was back to normal. But the problem was, um, you know, I also had had an elbow issue that showed up at the very end of my season that we thought was related to thoracic outlet. So teams had that on, you know, on the radar and, and I wasn't budging on what I had said it would take to sign me. And um, I think that's what led me to TCU. Mitchell, your story is that's certainly one of perseverance coming through those injuries. You, at one time, I understand Baseball America had you as high as 37 on their top prospect list when you were a freshman. Talk about your faith in Christ and how that helped you through those injuries when you were dealing with so many different things and what God has taught you as a result of this trial. You know, I think, uh, you know, when people ask me that, the truth is that, you know, my faith is my foundation. I mean, you know, God is the one who gives me strength. Uh, he's the one who gives me hope. And, you know, when you when you play baseball or, or, you, or you do anything, really, for the wrong reasons, I mean, at some point that will be exposed. And that's kind of how it was for me. Was I felt like, you know, I knew that, you know, everybody says everything happens for a reason, but I knew that, you know, and Scripture talks about it, and I knew that if I believed what I said I believed, I knew that God was doing this intentionally. He was allowing this to happen for a reason, and that was rooted in love. And so I was like, okay, what could that reason be? And so, you know, you have to decide to trust them. And, you know, I, I don't think that it was the right time, uh, you know, to go to a, a minor league camp. I don't, I don't think it, it would have been a good idea to miss out on the people I met here at TCU, um, the, the resources I have here, even just gain the experience. And to be honest with you, there were a lot of things I needed to learn not only on the field, but away from the field. Um, they got graciously provided here at TCU. So, you know, after making the decision to, to trust him and to give him this process, you know, he was faithful throughout, man. I mean, in, in every big and small way you can think of, whether it was, you know, growing up as a young man, um, just learning how to handle, you know, girls in college and, and grades and all sorts of things, or even, you know, my maturation process as a baseball player and trying to become a better pitcher. It just, he covered the board in all aspects, and there really wasn't a time where where I needed him, and he wasn't there. Um, truth be told, I think the biggest thing he taught me was that it didn't really matter whether I wanted him or not. The truth was that I needed him. Um, and it's great because when you realize, at least for me, that I'm dependent on him, and then you see how faithful he is and how he takes care of you and how everything he does is rooted in love and grace. Um, it's always meant to not only lead you closer to him, but to, to glorify him as well. It got me to, to calm down. I didn't really stress about anything. And I, although I didn't really know what was ahead, I didn't have to. Um, I just knew he would take care of me, and sure enough, uh, here I am. Fact or myth, you had a rib removed? <laughs> that's that's true, yeah. My, my first rib, it's... It's about the size of a normal person's thumb, you know, about two inches in circumference. So it's pretty big. Was that just a trendy Genesis Chapter 2 thing, or what What was the purpose of that? <laughs> uh, no, I mean, that's uh, that's what they do in thoracic outlet. I, uh, I had it pretty good. So they go up there in that in that area, and they remove the rib. They cut off the top part of my, uh, of my right pec, and they cleared out all the scar tissue in there to just make a ton of room for those nerves to glide and so there wouldn't really be any future issues. So that's why they did it. 
We're talking with Spencer and Mitchell Traver. You can follow them on Twitter, at Traver Bros. Spencer, what about you? How difficult was it for you to watch your brother go through this and have his baseball dreams sort of hanging in the balance? In high school, I actually I, I became a team manager um, in order to just be able to be in the dugout with Mitchell. Um, at the time, we we saw it as an opportunity just to spend a lot more time together um, before he, he left for college or if that was professional baseball. We weren't sure at the time. And we were commuting uh, 55 miles to school uh, from Navasota, Texas. So um, it was a long drive, and we, we thought, okay, you know, if we can do this together, hey, I mean, you know, we'll take more time together. Um, so but what that ended up turning into as um, that numbness in Mitchell's hand kept prolonging, uh, I think the only people he really told were, were me and my dad, uh, not even his coach. So there were a lot of times in the dugout where people had no idea anything was going on and we'd be off to the side and he'd be telling me he can't feel his hand. Um, so a, as a as a friend and somewhat of a teammate, I mean, it's difficult because you want to see him do well, but as his brother, um, you want him even more to just be able to be out there and to see um, the coach have to take the ball out of his hand um, in district playoffs as we were going to the end. Um, it, it was tough. It was really tough for me. It's a test of faith. And as he's come to TCU even, and uh, you know, he's walked through Tommy John surgery as well, and um, just his string of injuries, it, you, you want to see him out there, but now that he's finally on the mound and in regardless of the performance, um, it's just such a blessing. It, it shows that through all this time, uh, what one of his, his teammates now says is that had Mitchell not been injured, you know, for the last two or three years that he was, he wouldn't be the man he is today. Hmm. And uh, I, I think that that guy said it perfectly right. And it, it really sums up exactly how I feel about that whole situation, too. Hey, let's go ahead and take a break right here. When we come back, we'll talk more with Mitchell and Spencer Traver. You're listening to Benson and Those Guys, brought to you by Town & Country Test Solutions. Juventus FC, the Italian champions and one of the best soccer clubs in the world, will be hosting a five-day camp here in Rochester. Coaches from the Juventus Youth Academy are coming all the way from Italy to share the coaching and soccer philosophy of one of the most successful soccer clubs ever. The camp is open to boys and girls ages 5 to 17 who want to improve their level of play. Each participant will experience five days of top quality training and will leave the camp with a brand new Juventus uniform, a participation diploma, and some fantastic memories. This is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to learn from the best and show them what you can do. The dates of this amazing camp are July 20th through the 24th at Grace and Truth Sports Park in Hilton. The cost is $375 and you can register online at abcsportscamps.com forward slash JSC. McAfee's Remodeling is a full-service remodeling company, locally owned and operated for nearly two decades. McAfee's team of professionals can help remodel or replace your windows, and for exterior and interior remodels, no one beats their personal and professional service. Call McAfee's Remodeling at 585-402-1070. That's 585-402-1070. Or visit them online at McAfeeRemodeling.com. Welcome back to Benson and Those Guys. Our show is brought to you by Town & Country Pest Solutions. We'd love to have you follow us on Twitter at BTG Program, or you can visit our website, btgprogram.com. We've been talking with Mitchell and Spencer Traver. 
Their website is Sons of Thunder, found at TraverBrothers.com, or you can follow them on Twitter, at TraverBros. Mitchell, I've always admired athletes and their perseverance and their dedication in getting back on the field after a major injury. When you were going through your rehab, was there ever a moment in your mind where you considered walking away, just giving up, thinking that perhaps this wasn't God's plan for your life? Um, you know, I'd be lying if I said I didn't. Yeah, I mean, I definitely fought that for a long time. Um, it's not, I'm pretty stubborn, and I was that kid growing up that I took it personally if you told me I wasn't going to be a big leader. As silly as that sounds, that was just, when I started playing, it was like, well, okay, I'm going to be a big leader. And, yeah, I think that it's good to have that attitude. But, uh, you know, there did come a point where I remember sitting in the truck with my dad. I think I can remember two times. Number one was when I was about to start throwing again post-Tommy John. It was around January of 2013. I just asked him, I said, you know, what if this isn't what God wants me to do? Uh, and what he said was, hey, you know, God's not the author of confusion. Um, you can trust him. You can know that the gifts that he's given you um, are meant to lead you in the direction of what he has in store for your life. Um, and you can trust him with that, knowing that you're going to play exactly as long as you're supposed to. Um, you know, so that, that was huge. And then whenever I was rehabbing um, and coming back from my back injury uh, this past summer, um, really all the issues that I never had the chance to address just because of all the time off, they came to a head. And it, I remember walking the dugout thinking to myself after a horrible outing, I didn't even make it out of the first inning. And I was just like, maybe baseball is not for me. You know, maybe this isn't what I'm supposed to do. And, you know, that's, that, that it was a lie. It wasn't true. And it was just, it was fear talking. It was doubt. It was lack of faith. It was just the flesh. And, you know, I gave that to the Lord. I just said, okay, all right, this career is yours. Um, I'm going to play this as long as you allow. I'm thankful that you've made me a baseball player. Um, and if it ends tomorrow, that's okay by me. Um, and if it ends 20 years from now, uh, that sounds pretty good too. Um, but I gave him the results. I trusted him and just asked that he would help me do uh, what he was calling me to do. And sure enough, man, I mean, I don't think I've ever had so much fun playing baseball as I have. Um, this last year, and it's all been rooted in faith. Amen. You know, it's fairly common to ask what is most challenging about being a believer in any given situation. So if you'll allow me, I'd like to ask each of you, what part of being a believer in Jesus brings you the most joy? What's the best part for you? I think for me, the what brings me the most joy about being a believer is knowing that I have an assurance of hope at all times. Um, at the end of the day, there's so many things that go on in so many people's lives. And, I mean, the array is so vast, but things may seem out of control um, very often. Um, but the truth of the matter is that they are never out of control. Yeah, there's a lot of things we don't understand. There's a lot of things that go on that don't make sense. You know, I like to think that God works strangely. There's a pastor uh, here in Dallas that talks about that all the time. His name is Steve Farrar, and I totally agree with him. And so... You know, it's, it's sometimes it's tough to trust, but, but the greatest joy is knowing that no matter what's going on, no matter what's happening, no matter where I'm at in my life or how I'm feeling, He's faithful. It's about Him. I mean, God is for God. At the end of the day, like, the reason why He is who He is is, you know, all, all, all the amazing things about Him are revealed in His character and His very nature and the way He goes about taking care of those who take refuge in Him. So knowing that that can never be taken from me. Um, you know, I think the verse that comes to mind is actually Romans 8, 38 through 39. It's, it's painted um, above my bed in my room. 
And uh, basically, you know, the crux of that verse is nothing can separate us from the love of Christ. And it's true. Uh, you know, nothing can. The powers of rulers, angels, nothing. It, it, we are completely protected no matter what. And so for me, just that constant, um, that makes all the difference. What about you, Spencer? I think Mitchell summed it up really well. For me, I think it, it comes down to finding your satisfaction in Christ no matter where you are. Uh, I've seen Mitchell walk his battle of faith uh, as an athlete for the majority of it, and um, I guess the majority of his life. And uh, one of the things that, that he would agree with is how God shaped his heart uh, in terms of pride, because um, a lot of athletes battle pride. And for him, he takes pride in his performance and, and, and pride in his size or his strength or whatever it is. And, you know, as just a regular person, you know, a non-athlete for me, I battle pride in other areas as well. Um, and at the end of the day, if my satisfaction and my joy is not found in Christ, then it's going to be found on unstable ground in other areas that that might be fun for the time, but uh, in the end, don't last. We're talking with Spencer and Mitchell Traver, writers, baseball fans, brothers not only in life but also in Jesus. Let me throw this one out to either one of you, whoever wants to answer. How old were you when you realized you were a sinner in need of a Savior? And what was it that brought you to that place where you called out to Christ? Let me tell you. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, we'll go through a little short version. How's that? Uh, cool. All right. Um, well, I got saved at six years old. Um, just a very uh, general story of of sitting in, in church. Um you know, in, in the youth campus, and um, I actually write about it in the first chapter of my book about how, um, at that point, you know, I didn't really understand anything or what I was giving away. I just knew it was something good based on my parents' reaction, and um, I didn't, I didn't understand the good news of Christ. And the reason I didn't understand that is because I didn't understand how bad I truly was. Um, it's hard when you're young to think of yourself as as bad, um, other than the moments when you get on your parents' nerves. But I think it was when uh, I started just, I don't know, as I, as I grew older uh, and started to see myself in a different light in terms of maybe I'm not all that, that great as I thought I was, um, that's when I, I began to realize that the help that I needed um, from Christ, and, and He's provided that through my family and, and primarily through my faith, whether it's in prayer or through Scripture, uh, it's made me realize that, that my dependency is completely on Him. What about you, Mitchell? Um, you know, for me, I got saved at an early age as well. Um, we were fortunate to grow up in a Christian home. You know, my parents both loved Jesus, um, and they, they set awesome examples for us. So it wasn't hard to get the information um, and, and, and to honestly, you know, believe that Jesus died on the cross for my sins. But, you know, I think what's really important in every believer's life is realizing that your faith, is not your parents' faith, and it's not your friend's faith, it's not your brother's faith. Uh, your faith must become your own at some point because they can't save you. You know, they're they're not. That's not their job. They're not. They're not Jesus. Um, and so, you know, for me, I really think I made my faith my own um, during the latter years of high school. You know, I mean, I grew up, you know, professing my faith and all those things. I definitely believed what I said, but. When I really realized that I needed God, not that I wanted Him, but that, that I needed Him, um, you know, when I really realized what I was seeing when I looked in the mirror, um, I think that's when my faith became my own, and I really started 
pursuing him um, wholeheartedly instead of when it was convenient. And so that's that's when things really took off. We're talking with Spencer and Mitchell Traver. You can follow them on Twitter at Traver Bros or follow the go to their website traverbrothers.com. Any prayer requests, guys? How can we pray for you specifically? I think uh, you know the thing that comes to mind is just that you know God would be glorified in this season. Um, you know, for for me and my team in baseball. I mean, it's not all about performance. I mean, that's part of it. But you know, in all honesty, like just just having the ability to go where he calls us to go, I, I'm just I'm praying that that he would be honored, that that uh, that our faith would be seen, that that the fruits of our faith would be seen, and ultimately that um, we would get to know him more through that entire process, um, and that um, it would serve an awesome purpose not only you know in this season of our lives, but in the years to come. Uh, so just that God would be glorified. Guys, thanks for joining us. I hope we have the chance to do this again soon. But before I let you go, do you want to tell all the folks again how to follow you and about your ministries and the webpage and all that? Yeah. Um, we have a Facebook page, um, a Twitter page, and an Instagram page right now. Um, all of them should be under the title Trigger Bros. And our website is www.triggerbrothers.com. Uh, we have a blog on there. And then if you, you like what you see, you like updates, um, there's a section where you can subscribe uh, on the top bar, the far right corner. Um, you just put your name and your email, and all that information is encrypted and secured, and uh, it's an automatic email service whenever we post a blog. Uh, sorry, I forgot to mention this too. Uh, if, if you and, and whoever's listening could pray for Spencer as well um, as he's writing his book, um, I know that that's something that I can remember he told me about when he was 13, 14 years old. Um, he's talked about it for a long time, and he told a lot of people about it. I don't think many people thought that was actually a real thing. So as, as he's so close to, to finishing his writing, you know, with his heart in the sleeve and, and with the power of the Word of God, and if you just pray that um, that writing would also uh, be blessed and that uh, the fruit of the Spirit would be seen in that too. Uh, I just I had to put that out there as well. Sorry. <laughs> no, of course. Hey, you guys seem so close. Do your parents ever yell at you for not including your sister? <laughs> oh no! Oh man! Truth, truth be told, you know, growing up, she was she was a little bit of a. Uh, I don't know if anybody has seen Drake and Josh, but she was a little bit of a Megan. She kind of would get us in trouble and stuff. So it was us against her. But now she's uh, she's a part of the group too. We love her, and, and she's one of our best friends. Absolutely. Well, I want to thank you again for coming on. I've enjoyed talking to you, and I wish you the best with your ministries and with the book and with the the rest of the season and beyond. Thanks so much, man. We appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you so much. That's Spencer and Mitchell Travers joining Benson and those guys. You can follow them on Twitter at Traver Bros or visit their website, TraverBrothers.com. You're listening to Benson and those guys brought to you by Town & Country Pest Solutions. Title sponsor of Benson and those guys is Town and Country Pest Solutions. Spring is finally here. The grass is actually visible, and pretty soon those pesky critters are going to be coming out. Whether it's ants, bees, mice, or even raccoons in your attic, Town and Country Pest Solutions have a solution. They have been in business for over 25 years, and their team of knowledgeable professionals guarantee their work. Call Town and Country today at 585-426-5024. That's 585-426-5024. Or visit them online at townandcountrysolutions.com. Town and Country Pest Solutions. They fear nothing but God.
GNT Youth Soccer is registering for both its 14U Boys and Girls Leagues as well as its Happy Five Division for boys and girls ages 11 and under. Games are played Saturday mornings between August 15th and continuing through October 3rd. Space is limited in this very popular program, so don't delay. Registration opens May 17th at gntsoccer.com. All games are played at the beautiful GNT Sports Park in Hilton. Serving their community for 24 years, the soccer programs offered through GNT Athletics teach soccer in a fun, family-centered environment that is sure to provide your family with many fond memories. For more information or to register, visit gntsoccer.com. Welcome back to Benson and Those Guys, America's number one faith-based sports radio program, or at least among the three Americans in this room, the number one faith-based sports <laughs> program. We rock. Zach, I got a question for you. I mentioned the New York Knicks. We were talking a, a little while ago about the NBA playoffs, and I mentioned the Knicks didn't even make it, but let me ask a question to you. Would you rather your team didn't make it to the playoffs or showed up for a playoffs the way your Toronto Raptors showed up <laughs> against Washington and got Pretty well swept out of the arena. I'd rather not even make it. I w- it's to get swept out of the arena is just so embarrassing. It, it to get completely manhandled and and not even show up and not even play any defense like that is it's pretty embarrassing. Yeah, at least with the Knicks not making the playoffs, you're rooting for a draft pick. You get into the playoffs and just what's the sense? No, you there's no point. Spanked, you know. Yeah. Um, but speaking of not showing up, the other night the Milwaukee Bucks. Oh. I, that was hard to watch. I mean, you're you're talking about an important game, and you didn't even show up, man. Fifty four points they lost by, I think. It was one twenty to sixty six. Was oh, the final. That's so bad. What did you say, Zach? You saw at one time the game was like eighty one to eighty one thirty something. <laughs> that's embarrassing. I was excited about that game just because somebody played worse than the Raptors did. <laughs> the, the Golden State Warriors have like sixty six points by halftime most of the time. They scored six. The Bucks scored sixty six for the game. Yeah. You're horrible. The Warriors are a machine. They're awesome. They, they, Steph Curry's amazing. I don't know which one of us picked them to. I don't know either. The I don't want to talk about it at the beginning of the season. I think one of us did. I can't remember who. <laughs> Let me see in my mind who was that. Um, oh, I know. It was me. No, <laughs> it wasn't. But. Um, it it was me, but then again, I've picked. It was a, a good lot pick. Of no, it was a good pick, though. I'll give you that. Yeah, no one I else was picking pick. them at the beginning of the year, but you were. Joining Benson and those guys now via the BTG studio line is Cameron Bechtold. Cameron is a one-time Rochesterian who now makes his home in the Lynchburg, Virginia area. He works for Liberty University and he coaches JV baseball for Liberty Christian Academy. Cameron, it's great to hear from you. How's things going, man? How you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for asking. Now, I know you not only got your degree from Liberty University, but you also work for the school, and you coach baseball at Liberty Christian Academy. How are they connected? Liberty Christian Academy is a branch off of Liberty University. They're separate schools, obviously, but um, a lot of the students that attend Liberty Christian Academy end up attending the university um, since they have scholarship programs that if you attend the academy for a certain amount of years, you end up um, getting the university tuition and fees for free at Liberty. How long have you been a head coach there at the academy? Uh, head coach for, this is my first season. 
Well, not too bad for a first-year head coach. USA Today has your team ranked 20th in the nation, number one in the state of Virginia. So things must be going pretty well. From your perspective, how's the season going? It's going very well. We're undefeated. Right now we're 7-0. and I also um, help out with the varsity. We're um, right now 14-1-1 varsity. Yeah, we're, we're doing really well this year. Let me ask you a twofold question. What is the most challenging thing that you didn't expect, and what's been the greatest thing about coaching baseball? I guess the most challenging was making the decision to coach the team. I, I um, somewhat newly married here in the last three years, um, and then um, we just have my newborn son that's seven months old, so it was very challenging. I was um, at the point where I have now completed my master's in sport uh, management, and I was kind of getting impatient with with God giving me an opportunity to work in athletics. So the opportunity with LCA um, came along. I mean, it, it was it was a tough decision to make as um, I was completing my master's as well as I'm dealing with a pretty newborn baby. Um, so that was that was a pretty tough decision. But once I made the decision to coach, from then on, I just I have a passion for the game. It's been incredible to um, be in a program that's as successful as Liberty Christian. Academy is, and then also mentoring the kids. I guess the the main thing is being patient. I was getting somewhat impatient with God, and as my mom raised me, she always let me know that patience is a virtue. She really opened a, an amazing door for me um, to coach here. You've earned a master's degree from Liberty in sports management. What is it you'd like to do with that? Where are you hoping God will lead you? Um, well, I, I want to work in athletics. I would like to eventually get to the university level. But my goal to be a coach at the university or college level, someday a head coach in baseball, um, I've had the chance to work under Randy Tomlin, who's the head coach of our is a great man, good godly man, played in Major League Baseball for several years, had a really successful career, and um, he just knows so much about the game that it's been so rewarding for me to learn from him. But for me, I really like and enjoy working with a high school um, level, but eventually I'd like to move up to college and university, uh, coaching somewhere down the road. You've been around baseball for years. Uh, I know you played uh, American Legion ball You here in New York State. You've won some titles there. You don't have to answer this next question honestly as much as I hope you answer it correctly. Who was the best coach that you ever played for? Ooh. Now, remember, you don't have the to best? answer it honestly. You just have to answer it accurately. Sure. Um, so if I don't hear my best? own name then you didn't answer it accurately. <laughs> <laughs> the best coach, uh, I mean, you coached me for multiple years. I, I always had a good time in GNT athletics. Um, at the baseball level, to be honest, um, beyond GNT athletics where, where you were coaching me, I would say that I had some um, some pretty decent Legion coaches, but I don't really have many coaches that stick out in, in baseball. Um, and I think that might be the reason why I feel that I could be successful, just feeling like I, I have an opportunity to reach kids at a, at a different way than a lot of my coaches were reaching out. I feel like God and baseball can be um, one in a way. Um, there's certain aspects about baseball where you can bring um, God into the game and help kids and young men um, excel themselves as Christians as well as in the game. And I'd like to be the coach that you just asked where kids and young men remember me as that coach that really not only helped them in the game, but 
help them um, pursue what God's plan is for their life. In listening to you over the last few minutes, I can sense that it's very important to you to blend baseball and athletics with uh, faith and a belief in God. Can you share with us how you first came into a relationship with Jesus Christ? Yes, sir. Um, well, I was born into a Christian family, thankfully, with um, you know a very good Christian upbringing. My my upbringing really led me to Christ. I knelt with my father uh, in our living room um, and accepted Christ as my Savior. I know it's not as, so much as uh, an extravagant story as many others would have, but um, I feel mine, obviously, is just as important as others. But my dad told me about salvation and how to accept Christ into my heart, and I did. How old um, were you? I was six years old. It was April of 1996. I mean, my father showed me the gospel. I heard it at, at, at a church, and I remember asking him about it, and he you know, gave me the instruction, and we knelt and prayed, and that's when I asked uh, God into my heart. Now, certainly life hasn't been peaches and cream ever since. There's been trials and, I'm sure, difficult times. What, what's been best for you? What's been the most precious thing to you about your faith with Jesus? Trust. Yeah, I mean, everybody has their trials and tribulations. I went through some things when I was younger. He always seemed to, uh, to be there. I always go back to the verse, uh, Proverbs 3, 5, Trust the Lord with all your heart and lean not into your own understandings. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct my path and um he really has directed my path to where i am right now i was you know I, I wouldn't say that i got too far away from the lord at any point in my life i've always tried to keep my relationship with him very um upfront and close but you know as as all christians do there's temptations here and there um there's also things that you go through that could potentially um you know lead you astray i definitely have always gone back to that verse and and always realized that he will direct me, and I always need to be trusting in him. So trust would be the answer to that question. Very cool, my man. How can we pray for you? What's going on in your life that um, we can pray for you? Yeah, I would pray for direction still, even though I just told you about that verse. You know, I'm, I'm from Rochester, New York. My family's there. We miss them quite a bit, as well as my wife's family in Canada. So with our you know newborn son, it's tough being away from family, grandparents, um, and aunts and uncles. So, wait a minute. Um, wait a minute. With your degree, just, with your degree in sports management, you're not coming gunning for my job, are you? <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not. I wouldn't say that I'd be coming for that job yet. You know. <laughs> I gotta um, keep my eye out. Yeah, I guess just direction. Um, that we're we're really praying hard and trying to figure out where God would like us to settle down. And you know, obviously, we've started our family, but establish our family. And it might be here in Lynchburg, Virginia. And, I mean, these doors just keep opening, and I keep getting, you know, these, these chances here in Lynchburg, um, but we want to make sure that we follow where God would like us to be. Well, that's cool. I, thank you for joining us. This, I had a good time catching up with you. Yeah, I appreciate it very much. And um, other than that, I wanted to just say thank you to my parents and my wife's parents as well. Also, um, I have a, a boss here. Name's Jay. He's really opened the door to let me work my current job and also coach at the same time and, and flexible. And so, yeah, I'd like to uh, just say thank you to those people as well. You got it, man. Well, I appreciate that opportunity, and uh, I really enjoyed it. 
Hope you keep that undefeated season going. (laughs) Thank you. All right, catch you later. Darren, you went to Liberty, right? I did. It was a good four years. Good four years. You got out of there in like eight. Well, I got out of there in four, but it took me another four to get my degree. Now, you didn't play baseball, though, right? The only thing you were able to do was what? Do the laundry for the women's basketball Yeah, it was a good time, too. Yeah, I enjoyed that laundry. That's that. That was creepy. That's not creepy at all. <laughs> <laughs> but you're familiar with that baseball program. Yeah. They got a solid program. A few weeks ago, I've we been had better too. Last yeah. year, last year were they 22 in the nation? They're pretty good. I want to see that that Liberty and Campbell rivalry. Yeah, that'll be fun. I'm actually I'm intrigued by that. But the the Lynchburg Academy, they got a legit sports program down there. They're always good in football. Like I, I've been to a couple of their basketball basketball high school basketball games. They're it's a legit high school sports program. They would make some large schools up here look silly. Well, I know Cameron is not, you know, obviously he's not a former major league player, but he he spent a lot of time playing baseball, but he's working closely with Randy Tomlin, who, who did play, and he's part of that uh, sports program there. So they really are building something. Yeah, it, it, it's, like I said, it's it's a powerhouse down there, and it's it's exciting to, that they're getting even more attention. So We need to send them a bill for the sponsorship of that yeah. segment, don't we? Yeah, I, mean, I think we, just don't, I think I mean, we should we support just, us after this one. It feels like we just overstate. I mean, we didn't, but it just feels like we... I think Liberty over- should support us, too. I gave them a bunch of my money, so they should give some back. Yeah, let me know when you support get Supporting alumni. We talk a lot about the different G&T athletics that are offered. Do you know there's a swim camp? Oh, really? I like swimming. Well, it's not for you. It's for your kids starting ages three, four years kind old. As long as they can put their face in the water for at least three seconds, <laughs> that's a level one swimmer. Oh, all right. They have a, The camp is July 6th to the 10th. It goes from noontime to 5 p.m., to, depending on what level is level one. Five level hours two. of swimming for, for no, kids? No, no, no. There's different classes. Oh, You've okay, got level right. one, level three, level four, level two. You've got all these different levels. So you sign up for, I don't know, it's an hour, hour and a half. It's what if I don't months. know how to swim? That's what this camp is for. It you said it wasn't for me. I want to learn how to swim. Well, I, it's for your kids. It's not for you. Can I join with them? $50, your kid learns how to swim. But I'm surprised that you guys, you guys are young enough. I'm surprised you guys haven't done this. Um, this camp has been around for a while. My wife always talks about doing it. Maybe I should. Well, you can't. You're not getting it. This you're you're such a moron. I want to swim for your kids. Fine. Starting at your how old? Are you? Well, it doesn't matter. Three starting at ages three or four. If they can put their face in the water for a few seconds without freaking out, then this camp mm. is for them. July sixth through tenth, you can sign up. Gantathletics.info. That's gantathletics.info. July sixth through the tenth, twelve p.m. to five p.m. Stick with us. Coming up after the break, Darren's Unreasonable Rant, our Pest of the Week. You're listening to Benson and Those Guys, brought to you by Town & Country Pest Solutions. Juventus FC, the Italian champions and one of the best soccer clubs in the world, will be hosting a five-day camp here in Rochester. Coaches from the Juventus Youth Academy are coming all the way from Italy to share the coaching and soccer philosophy of one of the most successful soccer clubs ever. The camp is open to boys and girls ages 5 to 17 who want to improve their level of play. Each participant will experience five days of top quality training and will leave the camp with a brand new Juventus uniform, a participation diploma, and some fantastic memories. This is a once in a lifetime opportunity to learn from the best and show them what you can do. The dates of this amazing camp are July 20th through the 24th at Grace and Truth Sports Park in Hilton. The cost is $375, and you can register online at abcsportscamps.com 
forward slash JSC. Title sponsor of Benson and Those Guys is Town & Country Pest Solutions. Spring is finally here. The grass is actually visible. And pretty soon those pesky critters are going to be coming out. Whether it's ants, bees, mice, or even raccoons in your attic, Town & Country Pest Solutions have a solution. They have been in business for over 25 years and their team of knowledgeable professionals guarantee their work. Call Town & Country today at 585-426-5024. That's 585-426-5024. Or visit them online at townandcountrysolutions.com. Town and Country Pest Solutions. They fear nothing but God. Now the moment we've all been waiting for. Tom Brady wears Uggs. I have no knowledge of anything. I have no explanation for what happened. The highlight of the show. I'm not going to let our fans down. The reason people tune in week after week. Said no one ever. Darren's Unreasonable Rant. Tim Tebow is back in the NFL. Although he hasn't played since like 2012, ESPN has been rather impressive in finding reasons to cover this guy. And much to the joy of our very own Zach, it was starting to die down. But the Eagles, wanting none of that nonsense, have signed the greatest dude since Jesus himself. I, for one, am looking forward to all the Tebowing we are once again going to see on the sidelines and all the blatant money grabs from the stores in Philly, like the Tebowing pretzels. But Eagles fans, you can put your pitchforks and riot gear away. Chip clearly has a plan. Trade everybody you got, sign Tebow, and run a college-style offense. Tebow was great in college, running a college offense. And the NFL is littered with success stories of college-style offenses flourishing on the gridiron. So Eagles, Eagles Nation, put your Randall Cunningham jerseys on the shelf and rock those Tim Tebow replicas proudly because Tebow mania and his playoff win are here to clean up the dumpster fires that is Chip Kelly's Eagles. 2016 Super Bowl champs. This is madness. I heart Tim Tebow. <laughs> so does Zach. Benson and Those Guys is brought to you by Town & Country Pest Solutions, and in honor of our title sponsor, we do our Pest of the Week. This week, my Pest of the Week is Capitals coach Barry Trotz, who compared Alex Ovechkin with Mark Messier. Now I, I get it, it, Alex. Huh? I can see it. Go Caps. Yeah, I, let's count the amount of Stanley Cups that Alex Ovechkin has lifted. I get it. He's a great <laughs> player, but comparing him to Mark Messi is a little over the top. My pest of the week, Barry Trotz of the Washington Capitals. By the way, did I mention I hate the Capitals? I think so. Said it a few times. Uh, my pest of the week is J.R. Smith for his cowardly backhanded punch to Jay Crowder's face. And that junk has no place in sports. There, there's really no other way to describe it as anything other than, than bullying. And while I'm talking about bullying, uh, we have it going on right here in Rochester on our, in, their, in our schools and on our athletic fields. This is sickening. Bullying in general is disturbing. And any bully or parent of a bully who is either so disconnected from their child's life that they don't notice or they defend their child's bullying needs to be labeled something worse than my pest of the week. I'm sorry if I'm getting worked up, but this crap needs to end. Whether you're 5, 10, 12, 20, or however old J.R. Smith is, bullying is not okay. It doesn't make you look tough. It makes you look stupid, and it needs to end. My pest of the week is the NFL. The draft was boring. There were not many trades. It was kind of lame, and it took forever. My pest of the week is the NFL. Benson and those guys brought to you by Town & Country Pest Solutions. You can follow us on Twitter at BTG Program. Visit our website, btgprogram.com. Brett, great. Get better soon. We're all praying for you. See you next week.